Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome back to another edition, a small ball edition of the Warriors All-82 Podcast. Tim Kawakami is on and the Warriors don't have a center, a healthy center yeah, they, for right now. That's, I always flash back to the Dynasty days when they had six or seven of them and you couldn't figure out how <laughs> how they were going to play all of them and they didn't. Uh, they had Barajau and Bogut and Looney and... Damian Jones and all those guys, and now they don't have any of them. It is it is bizarre if you haven't gone through the which, previous era. Which of those would which of those would help the most right now? Because it's funny, Steph said he saw Zaza, yep. who's now in the Warriors front yep. office, in the tunnel post game, and asked him if he could play. Zaza said he would pull two hammies, <laughs> but um, Zaza Javale probably Javel would help the most. He's actually be, he's actually become an intriguing. Uh, you know, the Nets apparently are, are sniffing around yep. on him. Yep. He's he's maybe a deadline ad. Uh, Damian. Jones not getting minutes in Phoenix. Jordan Bell was on a ten day in Washington, but just got a cut. Um, you get the Omari Stelman cr- in there, right? He's available. He's available. <laughs> I believe. He think he might be going to the G League bubble. Yeah. No, there are. That's the funny thing. There are a ton of yep. centers out yep. there, including Dwayne yeah, Dedman. He's actually pretty good. Or I, I thought. I mean, he's not on on a team right now, but. Yeah, I mean, who knows how good a shape he's in, right? Maybe there's a reason he's not yep. signing. Yep. You know, who who knows? I mean, there's this idea of Dwayne Dedman, like you're going to drop him in and he's in midseason form, shooting 37% from three and blocking shots. But um, even if they sign somebody right now, he'd have to go through six straight yep. days of negative coronavirus tests. Yep. And the, the Warriors... Now, I think we could have a longer discussion about the fact that they might need to sign a, another center long-term for depth, but... In this moment where Wiseman's out the next six to nine days, probably at this point, and Looney's probably in that range too. Steve Kerr said post game he's probably going to miss the next couple of games. They, if they were going to sign a center, it would be for now. Yep. And they can't add one now because of those protocols. So it's just going to be small ball for this Texas trip, which is two against Dallas, two against San Antonio. And honestly, I want to, like I said, I want to have a larger discussion with you on the roster construction part of this and how they got to this moment because that's what I wrote about. But also, I think I'm higher on this next, on this road trip than most people about this whole non center thing. I think they could survive this road trip. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is playing terribly right now. So. I mean, I, I don't know what you would need. You just need Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and a couple other guys, and you're going to win one of those two maybe if you play well, uh, almost whatever the, whatever the roster construct is, and there isn't a center you really are too worried about uh, with that team. I don't think they're going to sweep them, though, and I don't think they're going to sweep San Antonio. I just don't think that, you know, it just takes 12 offensive rebounds and a half like they did tonight, uh, which is – they gave up, and which is easy to do when Montescano Anderson's the I, one in there yeah. banging. You know, he's not banging; he's actually getting banged. Uh, that really Corn gives you uh, gives them a n- really narrow margin of error because they're going to give up an extra eight offensive rebounds 
to 10 a game, I think, in every one of these games. And that's tough. You're giving up all those extra shots. I, getting- I did um, I did put a stat in my postgame article that Boston entered as the sixth best offensive rebounding yep. team in the league. Tice hammers the glass. Tristan Thompson Tom, hammers yep. the glass. Yep. You know, they got – you know, Tatum will get a few. Jalen Brown got a big and one late where he got a rebound and kind of went up on Draymond for an and one. Um the the Mavericks are the third worst offensive rebounding team in basketball, and the Spurs are the sixth worst. They have they have Jacob Pertle, who historically is really beat yeah, up. The, uh, the and he you know he might in those little like backup minutes, and you know Aldridge maybe Aldridge does a throwback game. Although how awful did he look in Chase Center? Um, and you know maybe Porzingis has a nice night on the offensive glass. It's possible, but to be honest, if we're just strictly talking about offensive rebounding, they're actually playing two of the worst teams in basketball on this road trip you know, over their next four yeah. games so it's somewhat of a soft spot for that yeah i agree i mean i think they can split it i i do i mean i don't know if they can look for a lot more than that uh and, and we saw though again yes celtics are bigger uh their wings are big like all they're all big and i think that took its toll on the warriors like they just were getting leaned on they had to try to you know push and push every possession was a couple of bounces and a bang you know that's where you want a center just to be able to absorb that and the wings don't have to and we saw you know every matchup the Warriors were smaller in and Draymond looked little and Toscana Anderson looked little and Pascal looked little uh yeah not maybe not the case exactly like that against Dallas and San Antonio but I think it does take it does wear on smaller players and you know you get into those wrestling matches, and you're going to lose, and you're going to get tired. So we'll we'll see. And 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 on the road is different too. Although we all know it's a little, you know, it's very different this season. But I think these are going to be tough games. I just think then it's a narrow margin where you can't play a normal or even close to a normal roster. And I'll say you know they're going to have to count on Eric Pascal to play some major quality minutes. And they he have not gotten bad. that in a, in a while from him. They have just have not gotten that from him. No. And he went eight straight games scoring double figures. And it was really, remember that seven-game homestand when they found his role, right? They, they figured out that he was a small ball center. And he killed Canner and he killed Zubach and, and, and some of those other centers he played. And he looked really energized. Um, and we even had Ethan coming on the Warriors plus minus talking about Montrezl Harrell, right? Yep, Remember yep, when oh, it's like that, he, right, they found their Montrezl <laughs> Harrell. Well, you know what Montrezl Harrell does? He eats offensive rebounds. I mean, the guy is his per thirty six offensive rebound numbers are absurd. Eric Pascal is not a good rebounder. Eric Pascal is averaging below three rebounds a game. He had zero tonight. He had zero a few games ago. I think over you know seventy percent of the games this year he's had zero, one, or two rebounds. And he's their backup center now, you yep. know. Um, he can't be doing that. Yep. And uh, he needs to rebound much better, which means boxing out, which means getting in the fray, which means bringing regular energy. Um, and he also needs to score more. He's only he's scored five or below points in, in five out of the last six games. So, yeah, I would say spotlight most on, on during the road trip is Draymond Green and Eric Pascal. Yep. No question. And... They're undersized, but they're going to have to try to take advantage of that. They're going to have to try to be faster. They're going to have to try to run. They're going to have to, you know, play that motion offense and try to get the, you know, they did that early, by the way. You know, the Celtics, it was like, I had a double check. Like, they're playing two bigs, Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice, to get, like, is that possible in the NBA? And they take advantage of that on the rebounding and, and, and things like that. But, you know, the Warriors were getting them into pick and roll, and they weren't jumping out on Steph Curry. So, guess what? Steph Curry goes crazy in the first quarter. They tightened it up later in the game uh but 
like you know that's what the Warriors have to do is like try to get these bigger players into motion but they're not used to jumping out to the three-point line uh, I mean you know against bad teams we've seen Steph get that open but against good teams we have not seen Steph get open like that uh you just kind of come off a screen and there's nobody there and he's just open you know taking a free flow in three that does not happen a lot against good teams and Boston's a good team again they tighten it up but the, the Warriors have to get in that action they're gonna have to just get you know, moving around and try to get up and down. And we're going to talk about this guy. Uh, they could use a little bit better play out of Kelly Oubre because they're going to play him. We know Steve Kerr is going to play him. He said it again today. Not going to change the starting lineup. But, man, when he plays bad, they're terrible. They look terrible when he plays bad. There's just some some guys can just kind of disappear and not have an impact, bad or good. He has an impact when he's good, and he has a major impact when he's bad. And he was bad tonight. He's a loud player. There's no question. What's funny is I thought the Wiggins bad game hurt him more because they've been so used to good Wiggins games. He's been so consistent that it was like, you know, he missed a lot of his threes tonight, open threes, which he hadn't been doing. He was was above 40%. He missed a big one down the stretch. I think he went 0-2 on some big free throws in the fourth quarter. He just, you know, look, if if he's going to play – 12 games and be really steady in 10 of them and have two bad games the Warriors will take that and that's what the Warriors have been getting but yeah you comboed tonight him and Oubre having a bad game like Steph played what by far well enough to yeah. win this game yes. you know it, it it almost stings because he's not going to have a ton of 38 11 8 super efficient you know he's gonna have good nights but this was this is one of those nights where you almost have to bank that win yeah. Um, and they didn't. Um, and Ubre is the bigger wild card question mark moving forward. But yeah, as, as you go on the road trip and you talk about small ball, well, part of small ball is like your wings have to play really well, and your two best wings or your two most important wings uh, are Ubre and, and Wiggins. Yep. And I'll just um, say, you know, I think Wiggins was like plus eight, by the way, and Ubre was minus twenty five. Again, it's the relative stats. It depends on who you're playing with. It depends on the moment of the game, but. Uber got drilled in almost every minute he was out there and he's out there sometimes with Steph. So uh, that tells you kind of where that, where the game turned It turned in the minutes where Uber was out there when Steph was not out there. That's that second unit. And it got whomped. So Kerr tried to mix it up in the second half. Clearly he had Steph stay on for a couple possessions into the fourth quarter. He, he, and then he had Wiggins he got, and Uber. He got Wiggins again. back in there. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it, it, it was better it was better, but it just tells you that he's got to mix up the flow, extend minutes. Steph plays 38 minutes tonight. You know they don't like that, and maybe that was part of the reason he wasn't, you know, he was kind of passing up shots or not chasing the ball in the fourth quarter at the end. Maybe he was a little more tired than he normally is. Uh, all these things happen when you're unbalanced, when your rotation's unbalanced, and it's unbalanced. The Warriors' rotation on balance. The centers definitely, you know, that's one they could have used James Wiseman out there tonight. By the way, Slater, they could have. You oh, could, you good. could, you could feel his uh, the absence of that athleticism yeah. Yeah. and just like and length. Guys, just do you know how many? You know, Celtics is yeah. dribbling to the rim and laying it up. You know that that you know they would have had second thoughts if James Wiseman is sitting there. Maybe he would have fouled him. Don't know, but just that, or just like the. There, there was those like three on two, four on three dives from Draymond. Where, by the way, Draymond afraid to shoot, yep. um, and he's trying to throw the lob over the top. He's like toss one over the top to like Toscano Anderson, yep. who tried to like one hand tip alley oop it yep. in and missed. And yep. you know, Looney obviously is catching those coming down. <laughs> pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, pump fake. Now he's out. But yeah, I mean, those are Wiseman dunk, Wiseman dunk, and and, and Wiseman's flaws have been. 
discussed plenty by us, by others. Um, and, you know, maybe the Celtics are out there and Kemba Walker's getting them on pick and roll and Tatum's, you know, getting to the rim and getting and ones. And maybe Wiseman doesn't have a good night tonight. But th- you can tell where they miss. Oh, no you know, oh, like no they, there's – he isn't just getting – courtesy minutes because he's a lottery pick he is a needed uh factor in the rotation and an injection of length and speed and athleticism that they don't have they're much more dynamic particularly offensively he has his defensive trouble but offensively they're so much more dynamic um when he's at least thrown into they have nothing like him now chris if he was healthy would have been something like him you know in in something athletic and catch the lob uh without chris they have nothing like Weissman. I mean, again, yeah, throwing lobster. They throw ahead to James. I, I, I tweeted about that. I think to, to Kevon Looney. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> even, if, even if he catches it ahead of everybody, he's going to get caught. Like, they, he's so slow. He's not going to convert that. He's not going one dribble, one, you know, dump, jump off one foot, bam. That's not happening with Kevon Looney. Uh, Wiseman is a unique piece for them, a unique thing. In a game like this, it could have been a wild card thing. Uh, and, you know, he's going to be out for a while. That's what happens. Uh, but they are supremely un- unathletic right now, except for what Wiggins and Oubre, right? That's it. Baysmore, I guess. Oubre is a super yeah, athlete. He's a super athlete who, uh... who sometimes you don't want him to be a super athlete because then he just charges into the lane. I'm going to dunk over Grant Williams. And guess what? You are not because the ball is going to go right back and down the other side for a dunk for the other team. Uh, you know, Wiggins is Wiggins is like a glider. Yes, he almost like doesn't want to use his yeah. athleticism as, as much as he does. But uh, I mean, he's yeah. If he's your wing, you feel fine on yeah. your right. Their their wing is the problem is their front court's not. I mean, yeah. like Draymond Green never was considered a high level athlete and. It clearly just athletically is, is not what he used to be. Pascal, groundbound, Looney, who out now, but but still. Uh, Cano Anderson. He's I mean, just a like three-point assassin, that guy. He's just spot three up. Three credited Ron Adams <laughs> uh, with with uh, helping retool his shot. If he's going to hit oh. threes, he really is helping. If he's going to shoot hit, hit those, he's playing. He's going to play. Uh, he had a few last season, if I remember correctly, again, in you know, meaningless minutes, but – you know, he had a stroke. He didn't have this kind of stroke, but he'll play. He's just not, you know, he's he's really a three, you know. He's what we used to think of as a three. So he's he's playing like got to play big four minutes, kind of like a five if it's he and Draymond out there. And they're going to get taken advantage by a lot of people with that, just just the way that goes. But he's going to yeah. play. I mean, they, they need anybody who's over six foot six to be playing some minutes out there. I said this, like, if Smiley Geach was healthy, he'd be playing 10 minutes a game right now. I want to get into the <laughs> roster construction point. And let's just do it now. Like, remind me, I did want to talk about Draymond's road trip. And that's what we can wrap up with. But you mentioned Smiley Gage, so you've dragged me into it. Um, I don't think he would be playing 10 minutes if he was healthy because I just don't think he's good enough. Like, to me, to me, Juan Toscano Anderson is a better five right now than Smiley Gage. Eric Passel is a better five. Draymond Green, obviously, is a better option at the five. Like, you know, Smiley Gage long term, if he ever does develop into an NBA contributor will be a stretch five but he's just so far away and and, you know some of that is because of the project that they drafted I mean he was always going to be a long-term project uh some of that is you know it's unfortunate for him that he uh COVID hit and he basically in probably the most important summer of his developmental career was taken away uh and then he comes into 
training camp tears his meniscus in like the first preseason game, essentially. Um, like that's unfortunate luck for him. But at the same time, like I don't think any of us, even if he got an entire summer, expected him to be ready to, to roll for a, for a winning team, which is, so they basically signed on to, to um, in a sense, waste a roster spot the last two seasons. Um, for, you know, a guy that they thought had, had upside. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe Alan Smiley just will be a player at 25. But as we've discussed, um, they need something now out of that roster spot, particularly when, and they didn't know this at the time they drafted him, but Clay Thompson yep. out for two straight seasons. Marquise Chris now is an empty roster spot out for basically the season. Jordan Poole, another guy they got in that draft, more ready than Smiley each. Actually, in his last game, gave them good minutes in the rotation. But still, at this point, I mean, he's in Orlando now. He's healthy, and he's in Orlando in the G League bubble for more seasoning. That's an empty roster spot. So, essentially, now you have four roster spots during coronavirus times giving you nothing. No question. And, I, and again, it's not our money. Whatever. They, they, they're they way, way, way over luxury tax. We understand every dollar costs a little bit more. and and tons more and smiley gage is on a guaranteed contract one the you know the, the wisdom of first moving up for him in the second round and then giving him a two-year guaranteed contract that's a different era for this team that was a you know we've got great a great roster and we don't need a 15th man you know the 15th man could just not even be here uh that's a different decision for them now that feels a lot different and then once I lost Clay for the season, I was like, I, I would have just said, okay, we no, we no longer can have Smiley Geach on this team because he's just not good enough. And it's burning a roster spot. And if you do get a series of injuries, if you do get a COVID situation, you're going to want a body. I mean, you just, you just, that's why they had six, seven centers in the past because you, you run through guys and they did sometimes run through guys. And it just, you know, you don't, you, you need somebody who can play center. You can need somebody who just, Give us 20 minutes at this position, and they they have none of them at the moment. Uh, Smiley Geach is a luxury on a team that, that can't afford them. Again, they're not winning the championship this season. They're not going to be even the top five seed probably. But you want to be competitive. You want to win as many games as you can. This is Steph Curry's prime. You're on television. People are watching you. Uh, maybe some players that you're going to try to get in the future. You want them to feel like this is a winning situation. Every little thing helps. And Smiley Geach is a luxury that they cannot afford just roster-wise right now. And then you lose Chris, so you yeah yeah you you put pull in there. That's four guys. You're playing with an 11 man roster when everyone else is playing with 15. That's uh, that's not good. And and then you get injuries, and then you're you're really really feeling it. I mean you know and Mar you know Michael Mulder right now isn't playing. Barely played tonight. I don't know where he is on the rotation. So now you're basically playing with 10. Now you're playing with 10. And then someone else gets hurt, you play with nine. This is this is a bit of a squeeze. And, you know, someone else could get hurt the next game. Someone else, could, two people could get hurt. And you're riding with Alex Maigich because you gave him a guaranteed money. Well, you know, you know you're mentioning hurt. Might as well say an outbreak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, then you're, you know, they're losing games anyway. But, yeah, then you're. You're down like seven guys. That's yeah. yeah. That's kind of the crazy part about this, where you you know, it's not like we haven't heard of, of a whole position group being yep. you know inactive this year. I mean, the Broncos played without a quarterback yep. in week whatever, yep. but usually that's because you know one person in a position group might have gotten the virus, and then there's contact tracing, and boom, you know, four players all at the same position have to miss a week. Like that could have happened. This is like legitimate injuries. Um, 
Do you think, again, if they signed a center right now, he couldn't help this week? So this week they're going to have to survive without it. But do you are you of the opinion that they do need to make a roster move and get another veteran center in that can that's playable? Um, you know, because guess what, Kovan Looney, yeah, it's only an ankle tweak tonight, but like yeah. it's not like he has this, no you know, sustained bill of health that makes you feel confident. And then Wiseman, nineteen. You know, he's going to be up and down. And also, like, he plays a little bit of a dangerous game going up for crazy dunks, and you know, five what's times the most a game. games he's played in his career in a season? 20, 25, you know? So, yeah. you know, he could hit a wall even if he was healthy. Yeah, I, I, would, I thought they needed another center anyway. I mean, I understood why they were doing this because they had, you know, if they added somebody, he wasn't going to play until someone else got hurt. And But now that's happened. I would have thought they needed another center. I would either Smilagich or Mulder, one or the other. And I like Mulder, so I would have said Smilagich, but Mulder's got the non-guaranteed. If they're not going to be playing Mulder, you can cut him, and I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to pick him up, so he can just kind of be there like Chris was, you know, last season, right? They cut Chris and they just signed him again. Um, I would say they need another big body, you know, and it doesn't have to be a great big body. It just has got to be somebody that they can get away with. What if they were playing Denver next, right? What 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 if they were playing Utah next? Yeah, you know? no, it's funny. I looked at their schedule. I was like trying to look for the next like big center center they might have to deal with. I mean, it's Nikola Vucevic probably yeah. who's like you know he actually is an yeah. all star. People don't yeah. realize, but you know you could probably still beat Orlando with Vucevic giving you thirty and fifteen. Um, but it's not you know Cleveland comes in at some point that and you know they actually have a nice little like drum in Jared Allen yeah. combo yeah. but but they're not playing a good team with a good center for a while they even get the Nets on uh, the night before Valentine's Day and that's the Nets weakness yeah. right yeah. you know that that'd be almost a fun game <laughs> seeing small ball although you'd like to see Wiseman in that yeah. mix and that's the thing Wiseman will be in you know he he should be back by pretty much the end of the Texas trip same with Looney so. Um, Short-term problem that they can manage, but long-term roster flaw that probably should be fixed. And yeah, I'd say I'd say mean- going into next season, when if they're serious about this, they need four centers. That just that's the roster construction I would think they would do, and have everything else kind of flow from there. I don't know how you do it, but going in with two, going a season with two, basically, which is what they did this this season, uh, because Chris got hurt. That. Is well, I guess Chris got hurt in the first game, but still, you know, it just was a very, very thin line, and they're already all the way through it. And you might as well just protect yourself. I don't know if they're going to do it this season, or just like yeah, a bigger four. They don't have that big four, like even that, you know, who I can't even think of it right now because most big fours are fives now. But just somebody. Yeah, I was going to say like a David West, but exactly. the thing is like if they had a David yeah. West, he would be a center. Yeah. Remember when Favor, yeah, Favors a... was the four, you know, in, in Utah, you know, something like that where, you, okay, he's a four, but he's really a five. And then we just kind of slot down that way. They don't even have that because Pascal is not a big four and he's a, and he's playing small ball center. So, uh, well, you know what else? And this can maybe wrap us up. Uh, they need a better Draymond yep. Green. Yep. Um, he had 11 rebounds tonight, which, you know, his most in a while. Um, he had a block shot, by the way, Slater. Block shot? Two. Two block okay. shots. He tied it. You know, he doubled his <laughs> season total. Um, but, the you know, the offense, you know, he's just in a deep, you know, season long, you know, season over season funk at this point offensively. Uh, but on this road trip coming up, he's going to probably be needed to guard Porzingis a bunch. He's going to need to guard Aldridge. Um, he's going to need to 
rebound like crazy. He's obviously going to have to show that his conditioning's in a better place. And the, guess what? All of his, most of his rough games this year have been on the road. He seemed to have worse conditioning in those games. He's going to have to do this on an f- entire Texas road trip, um, while also, you know. Ratcheting up some of the other areas, like I said, the scoring. I mean, tonight there's times where, he, like I said, he's looking for a James Wiseman lob to almost escape having to try to shoot a contested layup, and you're like, dude, you probably just need to take that contested layup at this point. It's not even that contested. It's just, you know, there's one guy in between, and he always wants to make the pass. Um, so mixed in all that, I mean, look, they're paying him whatever, $25 million. He's their second most important player. He really needs a nice road trip. No question. I mean, he needs a, he needs a nice run of games. And we'll see if he gets it. I didn't think he was terrible tonight, but uh, clearly there are things he needs to do. I mean, the, the pushing it is part of it, but you need to push it to to effect. You need to push it to get results. And you know, it's different. He is he's throwing those passes to Juan Toscana Anderson in the in the lane, right? I mean, some of those are good passes. That is not particularly good. Uh, and or you know, again, we're talking about throwing the, the entry pass to Kevon Looney. I just never understand why they do that. They still do it. Um, it's maybe smart basketball, except for the personnel. Uh, but no question, he if he could just score six points a game regularly, count on it, six points a game, uh, things would be different. I don't know that they can think that. I, I don't know. So yeah, if you're talking about getting two points from Draymond and six points from Pascal, that's a problem. That's that's a huge problem for them. Uh, but, of course, we'd say all this, and they lose by four to Boston. I mean, it wasn't a great Boston game. They're kind of, you know, not so great this season. But you could just see, right? I mean, Jason Tatum, I can go get a shot off when I want to. Uh, Jalen Brown, I can get a shot. Or, or I can just chase down a rebound, and I'll put it back in. Like, they've got those guys. And I think that's kind of what you want to see out of Draymond, not to get the shot, but like, I'm going to go chase down this ball. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to pull it away from somebody, which we've seen Draymond do when he's at his best. I'm just going to will myself because that's who I am, uh, because I'm a great player. And we have not seen a lot of that out of Draymond. Maybe, you know, that's just not who he is anymore. But Boston just won this game because they got better players, (laughs) you know, period. Kemba Walker hit a couple shots, you know, whatever. Tristan Thompson grabs a rebound, knocks it around. That's what they need. Something out of Draymond Ward. I'm Draymond Green. This ball's coming to me. I'm Draymond Green. I'm going to flush this dunk, you know, with a guy on me because that's what I'm going to do. Have you know? Haven't seen that much for for a while. When we've all understood that, but yeah, I think the Warriors do need to see. They need to see a lot of things in the next few weeks. That might be the number one thing. Yeah, I mean, he's about to face two guys that he historically likes to face: Porzingis and Aldridge. So. Um, it will be interesting. All right, Tim. Um, two and two. We're, we're we're both in agreement that a two and two road trip is probably what not necessarily. I mean, aim for whatever they want to aim for. Four and zero oh if they want, but two and two to me is a success. At least a minor. I'd say success. zero and four, and I think the season's just about over. I'm going to say that. You know. Ooh, yeah. over. I mean, you know, not over like, like everybody gets fired. I'm saying over like they're not going to make the playoffs. I, I I will say that if they go on. Well, remember that there's ten. Seeds yeah, yeah, okay. Now, so. how, how, I'm just mean like they're gonna not gonna be a good team. Uh, I know. I should have factored that in. Yeah, they could they could be pretty bad and still get in that. I'll just say they're not gonna be one of the top eight teams in the league the way I view it. If they go on four, they just won't deserve it. And uh, you know, whatever the roster situation, they go on four to go eleven and thirty, whatever eleven and fourteen. What it would be. Uh, 
yeah. that would I think that would start them on a on a thing that we're just going to say, okay, just try to play your best and get through the season. I really, you know, zero and four would against those teams. You got to pick off at least one, and I think we're both saying they could probably get two, and they get three. They should yeah, get. They two. get three. They'll it's get a really two. good. It's a really good trip. So, uh, but and we went. You know, we talk about this endlessly and endlessly, endlessly, and I think zero and four would be where they make the move with Ubre. Zero and four would they? Is, you know, they'll start talking about trades. They might be doing it anyway. But I'm just saying 0-4 would be the one that hits them, that this is not working out the way that we had hoped, and there must be changes. They already made the one with Looney for Wiseman, kind of minor, something bad on this road trip, and I think they're going to they're gonna do much more stuff than that just because they can't keep doing this. Well, the national TV audience will get to see this drama. It's TNT Thursday night, and then it's ABC Saturday night, both against Dallas at Dallas, a Dallas team that, as of me speaking, has lost six in a row. I believe they do play a game before uh, that, so maybe it's either one-game winning streak or a seven-game losing streak, but we will talk to you after those games. See you guys.